0: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Songs That Saved Me. My name is Ross James, and I hope everybody's staying safe out there and hope that this is bringing a bit of light and perspective into your world, hearing some of these folks talk about how the power of music has helped them through uncertain times in their lives. Um, I caught up with Eric Krasno about a month, month and a half ago. He was in town here in Denver playing a show with a couple different bands. And uh, he talks about three songs that sort of got him where he is right now. Uh, The first one sort of takes us through the story of when he's learning how to play the guitar, and he gets into the importance of family, and he even sings a little bit of Bob Dylan at the end, so that's pretty cool to hear Kraz sing Dylan. If you've been enjoying these podcasts, go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram at songs that saved me. And I also just started up a Patreon website. You can go to Patreon, p a t r e o n. dot com slash songs that saved me. If you notice, there's no advertisements on these, and um, any support that we can get through that would be super helpful to keep it going. And I'm gonna start posting exclusive episodes for people that do subscribe on there. So, enough of that rap, and here's Eric Krasnow. How you doing, man? Doing great. Yeah? It's good to have you here in Denver, Colorado. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Um, Kraz just played a couple of great sets last night at the Mission Ballroom. One with a band called Ghost Live, which tell me a bit about that.
1: So that is a combination of Soul Live and Ghost Note. So it was mono-neon on bass, so I'm a huge fan of. Uh, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, him, Sputt, the drummer, who also played with Snarky Puppy. So Snut uh Snarky puppy percussion drum guys from kind of the early years are Nate Worth and uh Robert Seawright, who they call Sput, and uh so it was those two guys who also now are a part of Ghost Note with Mono Neon. And Neil and I from Soul Live. So it was like a, a mashup. Not much rehearsal, but uh beautiful, the band was bit. the band was, you know, when you play with players like that, it yeah. you can kinda it's kind of fun actually to just go out on the, on a whim and and see what happens but it was it was a fun show.
0: It was cool. And then you played later on in the night you played with Otilon for Yeah,
1: which yeah. was a totally different vibe. Yeah. Um but it was great. And I mean Scott Metzger who's
0: Yeah, you two together.
1: a really amazing guitarist who I've known for many years, Jeff Sipe on drums, Melvin Seals, Alfreda Gerald, it was a great great band.
0: Well cool. Um let's uh let's dive into this, so, you know, um when I sort of explain this idea for the podcast and everything and just curious one of the first songs that might have popped into your head when you thought about a
1: song that kind of saved you or hit you in a big way you know that's it's a really tough question because i i probably have hundreds (laughs) um but i've been reading this book about jimmy page recently so i've been you know i have all these records and and artists that I grew up listening to that now when I go back to it I, it's such an interesting um cycle that happens you know once you are a musician and you're out there touring and you're a songwriter or whatever going back and revisiting what er- initially yeah kind of got you into music and pulled you in and made you want to be a musician or a songwriter or whatever it is and Led Zeppelin was absolutely changed my life For a lot of reasons, you know, there's a lot of music in my house growing up, and you know, my dad was a big Stones fan, but he also loved the Beatles. My brother was into like Van Halen and stuff, and I remember finding Led Zeppelin, and that was kind of like the, it was like mine, you know what I mean? It was like my, like my, my brother, I'm sure, had listened to it and stuff, but I just like became a huge fan, and that's when I started playing guitar and. Learning like the Jimmy Page parts and learning these songs was like a huge part of my development. How old were you? Uh, I was like thirteen. I originally played bass before uh, that. Before that um, it just kind of made sense in my house because my brother played guitar and my dad played like mandolin and piano so he, my dad got me a bass first um, but then I kind of quickly started playing guitar too because my brother had an electric guitar and I always wanted to play electric guitar. Right um i remember he had this like strat or like i know it was a memphis it was a les paul copy and he had a strat copy and eventually he let me you know kind of commandeer one of them and i remember i used to listen to led zeppelin records and i had this little tape player record player combo but you could plug into an input on it and i'd plug my guitar into it i'm sure it sounded horrible but i could (laughs) play along with the records you know and, and uh playing I rem- for specifically for some reason this isn't like the one that normally people would pick but Led Zeppelin three like really spoke to me for some reason something about the songwriting and like the acoustic like open tunings and like so the first when you asked me it was really hard to figure this out, but tangerine was like one of these songs and I also was like when I had my first girlfriend that I had at that time uh-huh. back then you'd have like a song you know yeah, it sounds yeah, yeah. so corny but uh <laughs> tangerine was like our song you know and it just brings back like extreme nostalgia for me Mm -hmm. it's like almost like when you smell something that just brings you back to a place Mm -hmm. those records like bring me back to like a time in my life when
0: playing along with the record
1: yeah and like i remember just the excitement of learning a song on the guitar and being able to play it along with the record was like mind-blowing and i would just do it for hours you know and those led zeppelin records are what made me learn you know guitar yeah yeah Uh, so that that's the first one i had you
0: know it's funny like it's it's so such a faux pas but like zeppelin is like this black hole in my yeah music like awareness and knowledge like i never really went down that rabbit hole. oh man
1: it's probably the most powerful, like yeah. I mean, I've heard, me. I've
0: heard record, you know, but like it's never. I've never like d- like dived in and like listened.
1: And then the depth of of it get it gets deeper to me as as I get older. Yeah, because I, I realize, you know, songwriting is such an interesting thing because they were able to do it in a way, and I don't even know if like they. It's not like they'd been writing for millions of years and like trained in a lot of ways. Right. Sometimes I feel. When certain people get together, the combination of those things creates something that's like you know it's bigger than, bigger all than all the sum of the yeah. parts or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But with them, I think part of it when and in the they were obviously drawing a lot from like the blues mm-hmm. and what and so those first couple of records like whole lot of love and right. it was it was a really cool take on the blues. But then when they kind of started to find their own thing and veered away from that, and Jimmy Page found these like open tunings and started finding like. Um, their own voice that's when it really got special to me like that's why Led Zeppelin 3 was so cool to me because at that point they weren't just playing like altered blues and wasn't based on this like kind of like American roots you know know, black music they kind of found their own thing and um, I also just like the lyrical stuff like he was like reading weird like lord of the rings and like all these things and he's like the lyrics sometimes don't totally make sense but like they sound great yeah yeah you know and that that's like a hard balance i think hendrix had a way of doing that and obviously dylan and like hendrix from dylan right but there's like a lot of like i I love when you can kind of find layers to the lyrics you know yeah and and because initially i get drawn to like how they sound you know and how it works with the music and then i love how a song can kind of change as you hear it over years you know and like it can adapt to how you're feeling yeah. and there's take just... on new meanings and... exactly. exactly do
0: you so that's one of the first tunes you remember kind of playing along with that like when you go back and listen to it now do you hear influences from that song in what you're doing or what you've done in your career like do you feel that sort of permeate your well, thing?
1: Well, I think the reason that I picked it right now, because for me, there's so many different songs. I think because you asked me right now, <laughs> right now I am like been writing a lot of stuff, like open tuning, acoustic, and like that's why that's yeah sticking out in my head. Um, so yeah, right yeah. now I think that like, let, like I I would like to make my... <laughs> Led Zeppelin 3, <laughs> you know, Christ like, because I, I am on my third album as a solo artist or so uh-huh. like as a, well, actually, I've made, I guess I've made more than that, but where where I kind of started like doing Sight, songwriting songs, yeah, and singing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've been trying to find what that next thing is. And to a certain degree, I think I want it. I've been playing more acoustic mm-hmm. and wanting it to be more like my last record was very produced and had like tons of layers and synths and very in the box and it was like not all, it was, um, so anyway, the next record I I want it to be more, more wood, more wood and string (laughs) and not as much like computer. Um, and I love both, but I'm in a, I'm in a acoustic zone. Yeah.
0: Dig it, man. Um, well, cool. Uh, what's, uh, what's sort of the next song that came to mind when you were thinking about Uh,
1: this? Well, when we were talking earlier, we were also talking about maybe including an original song. I think like one of the, I had kind of had maybe a turning point in my writing, um, kind of journey. And I wrote a song called carry my name, which was, um, included on my last album. And it had a few layers to it. I wrote it really about kind of the passing down from generation. Um, And it was one of those things where my dad's dad was a musician and my dad, and I I was on like a trip with my dad and we were seeing a bunch of his friends and, and my brother and I hung with my brother. And it was just kind of one of those things where it hit me that the bond, you know, the bond between father and son. And I hadn't really like learned, you know, my, my grandfather died when I was pretty young, but I also like didn't get to spend a lot of time with him. So for some reason that that song kind of culminated out of this experience with my dad and my brother and thinking about just kind of the meaning of like passing down tradition and um so that song kind of like the verses are from the perspective of the son and the -hmm. the chorus is kind of the 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 father or mother Mm -hmm. um so and then i when i included it I had written that song separately and then when I was doing my new record, which is a concept album, right. Uh-huh. Um, it takes place uh in a in a building in Brooklyn and it follows the different characters and there's a situation where where the the son is speaking to the mother who's actually like dying in the story, which is very dark and sad, but this song kind of fit into that space of that Um, so then it kind of like took on a different life and there's like a video, we did like an animation kind of thing to it and it became part of the storyline of that. But, uh, yeah, that song to me, even though it's like a pretty simple song, um, just like kind of meant a lot in like my transition, you know, kind of like, uh, I feel like after that I've been writing in kind of a different way and thinking a little bit differently about how I want to write songs and. So yeah, that one, and and I think I thought that one kind of included, um, it, it was like a representation of that moment for me of mm-hmm. like okay, um, not only writing wise but stylistically and like how yeah, well, musically. So what's your uh. What's your dad think about the song? My dad cries every time. Yeah. Every time. My dad, that one, and then the other one. But my dad, like, love him, but he cries. He's He's a a crier. crier. Yeah. You know, you get to a certain age, you know, like, I'm getting there, too. It's like, I get emotional about things. Uh, He's got, there's this other song on my first album, on my previous album, that he puts on all the time, uh... And he, there's this one moment where he just can't not cry and he puts it on. I'm like, dad, don't do it. And he's like, he puts it on and he's like, Oh, he always starts crying in this one spot. So, uh, yeah, it's funny, but that's another... Carry My Name is kind of the song yeah. from that next album that he has that moment with. So it's, what, you said your your grandfather was a musician. Was yeah. he it was like a
0: professional musician? He or?
1: became a professional musician, which is kind of crazy because he was a cardiologist and he was a doctor. Oh, and he always played music, and then when in his 50s decided he wanted to pursue music, wow. which is pretty rare. What, for,
0: what time would that have been? What year?
1: Oh, man, that was the 60s, I guess. And he played... Uh, Gypsy music, Lou Krasno and the Gypsy Gems. Whoa. Yeah, and they played like, you know. What did he play? Gypsy jazz. He played violin primarily, but oh, he also cool. played piano. Crazy. Yeah.
0: And you never got to play with him? No, no. But I didn't you really with start playing. I,
1: I, when he, when I had started playing, he had Parkinson's, so, and he lived in California. I didn't get to see him that much, but when I started really playing, he wasn't really playing anymore, unfortunately, mm. so I missed that a bit, but. I do have memories of him playing when he'd come visit us like we had a piano in our living room and right. he would come down and my dad and him would kind of and my dad plays you know he's yeah. he's actually a really great player he plays by ear and oh. but he never de- he never pursued that as like a career or anything.
0: and you would play with your dad and your brother growing up kind
1: of or? Yeah yeah I mean my dad would kind of like tool around he wasn't like super serious about it but he had a lot he had music friends that would come over and they would mm. jam and then when I really kind of realized I wanted to play music was when my brother started bringing his friends around and they would jam in our basement and he had a band or whatever and that was because I had music around and I had lessons but I would kind of quit things and I just wasn't sure because also that was like learning classical music you know by school and I know like I had it was in band in school and I remember I the teacher would like bang on my music stand and I'd be like forget I don't want to be around this the
0: band teacher in my middle school in sixth grade asked me to quit uh, and take another elective because music wasn't for me. I was I wow. wanted to play trumpet and I was heartbroken. Yeah. And well, the next day, my mom got me a guitar and that's how I started playing guitar. Yeah. But so I had had. It's about finding your instrument or your voice kind of. Yeah. And, and then
1: also finding the music that you're passionate about. Right. And that's why, back to the Led Zeppelin thing, it was like, I was like, wow, this is, I can get this, you know? Because like mm-hmm. learning, like, they're like making you learn classical music. And I, not, and I can appreciate yeah. you know it was like beethoven well, yeah. or something that and i and, and bach and like things like that but when i was that at that age just wasn't it didn't have the allure and then i would see like my brother like jamming with his friends and like how fun how fun it was and you know and friends are coming over and girls are coming over and i'm like oh i can dig <laughs> this man i mean part of part
0: of, <laughs> part of what it is like you were saying with the zeppelin thing is that was like that was yours. Yeah. You had the music around the house, but you know, at that age, it's like it's such a personal thing. Yeah, you know, and it resonates in a complete, completely different way when it's not something that is being forced upon you or somebody else is showing you. It's exactly. a totally different thing. So, exactly. Well, cool. I'd love to hear a little bit of "Carry My Name" if you want to. Yeah, play let's, it or to we'll the record.
1: Yeah, maybe we can play the play the record all if right. that's
0: all right. Well, here, here's "Carry My Name" by Eric Krasno.
2: No, no. be We'll be
0: Thank you for sharing the story behind that, and yeah, absolutely having us listen to that one. Um, let's do one more. Let's uh, let's talk about something maybe a little bit more recently, or you know yeah. something you've been feeling lately that's kind of been big for you.
1: Yeah, well, there I had dug into Bob Dylan again recently, and specifically the song "Man and Me" um, came on. I think I've been like just playing. Spotify, to be honest, right. uh, and don't hate me, everybody. <laughs> but uh, that song came on, and it's one of those songs that I'd heard a lot. And you know, I was recently engaged, and like, you know, my whole like, congratulations I, thank you, by thank the way. You. And you know, like as you start to like, I, that was one of those songs that it 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 hit me what he was saying, and it's not that you'd heard the cra- tune I'd heard the song, and and somehow the lyrics stuck out. Yeah. And uh, I started messing around with playing it or whatever, and it kind of got me on a on a on a Dylan dig again. Yeah, that can happen. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I, that song just really resonated. Um, and some of some of the lines in there, like
0: just what, like, what are some of
1: the? I was just looking at it because, um, well one of one of the lines in the third verse, the man in me will hide sometimes to keep from being seen but that's just because he doesn't want to turn into some machine. Oh man. Yeah. Dang. I love that. I mean the whole that I love that,
0: that song and that line is never
1: Yeah, hit, that I was the one. Did. That that one stuck out and I and I remember I was like, "Whoa." And then I went back and what started What about it?
0: Like what What does it make you think of?
1: Well, there's kind of like a, it, I it it has a few levels to it because like to hide from keep it's, from from being seen, it's like kind of somewhat of like it's explaining like why you wouldn't, you know, show the man in you. It's like kind of an excuse, but it's also like he doesn't want to turn into some machine because there's like some of it is saying like that if you become this man that everyone expects you to be, then you're not yourself, you know, right. and you're what someone else is expecting you to be. I I mean it's one of those things where that that verse. You can kind of see it a lot of different ways, actually. Totally.
0: And in different ways, depending on where you're at in your life, too. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. What else are... What are some of the other lines in that? I mean, I just
1: love how all of it sounds, too. The man in me will do nearly any task and ask for compensation as little he would ask. (laughs) And the thing was, I I guess this song hit me as I was, like, kind of falling in love with someone. Right. You know, and you realize that when it is right and when something is right you don't need compensation. I guess like I've, I'd been in relationships where when I would do something for someone, I'd always, I'd have it in my mind. Well, if I do this, then they're going to give me, they're going to be happy that I did that. And they're going to think that I'm a good guy. And like when you're in the right situation with someone and it's also, it relates to friendship too. It's like if someone, if you know someone has your back and there's like some, when you know you're in a, in a relationship that's right, you don't actually care about, what the compensation is you know you you just want to do that you know and I guess that's why this song resonated at the moment when I yeah I mean and
0: you know we're sort of on a similar timeline as far as like being in this relationship that's different from anything else and both both being engaged and for me like with that tune kind of makes me think of a little bit or those lines like when you're in that place some of the things that you've been doing your whole life or like these little, these comforts or these habits or whatever that you've fallen into that you thought were part of you or something like that, are just right. like not a priority anymore or something, you know what I mean? Like everything yeah. changes kind of. It's true. It's and true. you want to be this, the best version, the best version of yourself kind of for your sure. partner, you know? And that's kind of what that makes me think of a bit.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's one of those things where you always like think that's going to happen, but until you're in that, or like you hope that's going to happen, or you hear people say yeah. that they're doing it. Maybe. But until you're in it, it's uh, hard to understand it. You no know? doubt. Yeah.
0: Well, you want to play a little
1: bit of yeah. this song? Yeah, let's try playing I'd it. I'd love to hear, hear um, you pick a I've bit. never played it before. Uh-huh. So don't blame me if I. All mess right. It up. Well, here, here's
0: here's Crass playing a little bit of uh Dylan's "Man and Me." Let's see if I can. T-
2: <laughs> Man me do nearly any task, and as for compensation, this little he would takes a woman like you. Clouds raging all around my door. Makes me think to myself, can't take it anymore. Takes a woman of your kind to find a man in me Oh, what a wonderful feeling! Just to know that. You I need sets my heart a from my toes up to my ear Men and me hide sometimes to keep from being seen and that's cause it doesn't want to be part of some machine takes a woman like you
0: Well, I hope you guys enjoyed my chat with Eric Krasno and that great acoustic performance there at the end. Lots more episodes of Songs That Saved Me coming soon. And to stay tuned, just give us a follow on Instagram again at Songs That Saved Me. We'll see you next time.